Welcome to another episode of One For You, the movie podcast that stands, or maybe right now kind of sits, in solidarity with the women's strike that happened in Switzerland on Friday, where hundreds of thousands of women all over the country protested for equality. So today, because, you know, the protesting is done, we will instead be discussing two films about women who have to fight to be accepted as equals. Firstly... Ktoye, I hope I pronounced this right, The Women We Are, which is a Swiss um, documentary that's in cinemas right now. And then we'll discuss our gem, Suffragette. My name is Olivia Chonameo, and as you might have realized, today I am not joined by André Erdin, but a guest. You already know him, but I'll introduce him again. It's Astrid Abazi, Mr. Journalist <laughs> at the Zürcher Unterländer and Film Connoisseur. Astrid, how you been? <laughs> Terrible. Oh no, why? <laughs> Because I couldn't take part in the women's strike. <laughs> wow, yes. I feel like we should shame you a little bit for that. We should definitely. We should shame our employer. Yeah, I mean. Because we were not allowed to. And but you know, Astrid, it was a strike. Yeah, but. It was a strike. <laughs> It's not about being allowed. <laughs> That's the irony of it all. Yes. But we're so Swiss, we're like, may I go strike, strike please? <laughs> And we may not. <laughs> and you were. So I went to the strike and I marched and shit and yay. Um, so that was that. It's a thing that only happens like every 30 years or so. Last one happened 28 years ago. Um, yeah, but uh, it was cool. It was cool. Okay. Yeah, let's hope there mm. are some consequences. <laughs> Hardcore FOMOing. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> yeah, there might not be another one. Like, what What if we reach equality and then it's just like, well, that was the last moon strike and you just missed it. <laughs> Imagine how terrible <laughs> Imagine, that would be. Imagine, <laughs> like, all about you missing out. I never got another <laughs> women's strike in my lifetime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so if you didn't go to the strike, like, did you at least have time to watch some movies? Like, anywhere in the last, I don't know, when were you here last time? Like, years and years ago, it feels? Like, uh, when the last women's strike happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of movies. Uh, yes, is but there one, like, you would like to recommend to our listeners? Like, right now? Like, right now. Right now. Right now. Okay. Uh, one that I saw recently was um, On the Basis of Sex. Wait. Uh, wait, Astrid, did you, like, think about, like, would this fit today's theme? And you were like, that's what I'm going to recommend. It's actually one of the recent new films that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, come on. Like, I'm trying to give you credit for this. And you're just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> Maybe it's like uh, subconsciously. Yeah, it's like something in the air. Was the only one, the only movie that I saw recently that I remembered. No, I saw on the basis of sex. is It's about um, Supreme Court Justice, Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, played by uh, Felicity Jones, and uh, it was very, very interesting. It was very interesting. It's uh, especially compared to Suffragette that we're going to talk about later. Um, it's a little bit cheesy in a sense a little bit mm -hmm. corny but i thought that at that time it was the right amount of corny and cheesiness that i just needed like sort of what felt empowering even though it even though it is based on a very recent um real story obviously because she's still alive knock on wood <laughs> yes. um it felt very to a degree felt fictionalized it felt a little bit um sad saccharine in a sense mm. uh, that as if 
I mean, I'm not super familiar with her life, but it felt a little bit um, toned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like she, but she's like one of those people, you know, she fights, but she fights like calmly. She, I don't think she would like go marching and stuff because I haven't seen On the Basis of Sex, but I saw RBG, like, which is a documentary mm-hmm. about her life. Okay. And it seems like she's one of those, you know, she fights with little steps and quietly so yes but m- more uh what she had what, what kind of sexism that oh, she felt yeah that's but, possible um maybe it's sort of also maybe th- that's needed like uh, as i said we're gonna uh, talk mm-hmm. about suffragette later which obviously was way more terrible in the film also in the um in actual like mm-hmm. real life history um but what she experienced felt almost like like the movie almost made it uh look not as bad yeah but m- i mean i know it was written by her nephew but he's still a guy so you know, sometimes <laughs> Maybe, like, like but directed by a woman so it's true but you know you yeah, can only work yeah. with what you got but, anyway, but i liked it you like, liked it Good. overall i, I liked like it I, said, I haven't seen it but yeah. you know she's a cool woman she so is. i saw something that doesn't really fit with this theme and i know i was like oh, i'm looking forward to this it's john wick Chapter three, Parabellum, which I think, you know, just for the title, you've got to see it. But anyway, so now I finally saw it and it was like, you know, it looks pretty in some cases. And like, you know, the neon city and this these absurdities where you have him like on a horse fighting with a gun and then he's on a motorbike fighting with a sword and all of these absurdities. And it's like that is like fun. But I get super bored with these action scenes because they are like, yeah, because they're like, there's no. I think there's no absolutely no purpose to them. I mean, in most action films, there's like no purpose to them. But in this series, I feel <laughs> like it's just like it's really just like oh, action is happening. I mean, not he's not a quippy um, protagonist. He's not fun. I don't even think he's a very you know. I don't know. I don't root for him as a protagonist, John Wick. Like, but I don't think you're meant to. No, I know. But then there's no. Then what even? Why even are the action scenes? I know to, for us to look at, but it gets boring. And I think about other things. I think it's a very um, like the the underlying message of the John Wick <laughs> films is is very much about the futility of human struggle. Okay. <laughs> sure, let's go with that one. <laughs> no, but I think sort of that this this sort of the central um, theme about him trying to escape but not really yeah. because he doesn't actually want to escape, like, and he's really good at it, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't know, you're a mass murderer. <laughs> I guess you do you, boo? I don't know. <laughs> He's just very good. <laughs> no, um... And then he has a dog, and he doesn't even name the dog. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> wait, we're getting off track. This is not about John Wick. No, <laughs> we're going to do, like, a separate podcast just about John Wick. <laughs> but the John Wick series. <laughs> yes. I will gladly extra. be a guest on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's move on to what we're actually here to talk about. Um, it's time for What's Up, the segment in which we discuss a new release that's in Swiss cinemas. And like I said, it's going to be Katuya. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So it's Katuya, The Women We Are. Does it like, do we say it like that? I think it's Katui. Katui, okay. Katui, I, th- I, I don't thought know. so. It was like, like the film, we should say, was in Thai and there were German subtitles. Mm-hmm. And I tried to listen for them when they said yeah. it. But then I was like, I don't understand anything you're yeah. saying. Spoiler alert, not everything is subtitled. I know, there was one scene I was like, what's happening? Why, why aren't you multiple, subtitled? Multiple parts, actually. Yeah, but then there was one... Okay, anyway, okay. we're going to set up and then we're going to talk about that. Okay, so it's a film by um, Stefan Jung. 
Swiss director, and it's um, uh, like we said about um, uh, uh, Thailand. Wait, how yes. do you say Thailand? No, yes. that's not the yes. name. Is that the name in English, Thailand? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's getting absurd. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's it, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So about Thailand, and it's about these. Katui, Katui, Katui. I'm sorry, Katui women. Katui, right? So, because Katui is the name for um, trans women in Thailand, and this sort of goes back to a Buddhist Genesis story from the north of the country, which says that the first, you know, like the Genesis parents, um, they had three children, a boy and a girl, and one of them was in between. Katui. Yes. Yes, and this film now follows um, three older Katui in a rural area of the country, and it basically sort of. It's about them telling us their story, and they sort of let us see their everyday lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have like sort of uh, three protagonists, one would say, mm -hmm. and um, I think this is one of the weaknesses already of the film. Maybe it doesn't introduce, you know, it doesn't give us names. I had to mm -hmm. look that up mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. So um, I hope, and I'm gonna mispronounce those. So it's like three um, three women. We have um, Perak, I guess, who's a farmer. Krumao, who's a teacher, and Pepet, who's a beautician. Mm -hmm. So they, um, and I'm also not sure, but I think they live in the same, like, village or, or, or town, right? I think at least or similar like, region, yeah. yeah. Again, there's not a lot of context to, no. the, to the thing. No. Yeah, and basically it's a documentary where it's just the women um, talk, Uh, so like the the voiceover is basically them talking and mm -hmm. then we see them you know in their lives what they're doing <coughs> and it's like overlaid with with them telling us their story mm -hmm. yeah so and there's no um, external anything to sort of you know like I said give context or anything mm -hmm. and there are no other people talking so like family mm -hmm. or friends or something like that they're always present and they sometimes talk but you never get what they they are saying because you don't get any subtitles <laughs> yeah, sometimes there are no subtitles. I thought like there was one scene because I wasn't sure what was happening. So it was about the teacher, Crew Mao. And the, that's one scene that I really realized where she was like talking to a guy. And mm -hmm. I wasn't sure was that like, was she like flirting with him? What was going yes. on? And you yes. couldn't tell because there were no subtitles. Oh. It was a bit disappointing. Yeah, in general, like uh, we talked about this already about how there really is like... There is some structure to it, mm -hmm. uh, as you pointed out once, about how it starts with them in their youth and then how it developed and uh, with the, the struggles with the family and then their love life and so on. But there really was no, for me at least, there was no obvious narrative thrust there, mm -hmm. which is obviously difficult in a documentary. But... Um, It sort of made me sort of like uh, sometimes lose a little bit track of where we were going, mm -hmm. like where the entire thing was going. Because I thought the entire thing was very fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, also, because we sort of you as a Western person, like we as Western people, sort mm -hmm. of get this uh, a very different image of um, Katui women from Thailand because it's always sort of like glamorized. Mm -hmm. And then to see... Uh, radically different uh, side of that and what they live through and what struggles they go through that I found very impressive just yeah. sort of like the, the kind of lives that they led mm -hmm. and 
also how they saw some things in certain aspects they were very like uh, like some of the things that the the um, the farmer mm-hmm. said the, the farmer woman she like they felt very sexist to me yeah right but then they said some things that i thought like how is this society so pro- progressive in other aspects yeah. like compared to our society like how we accept trans women yeah it was very like um at times they It's almost like yes, there is this, you know, the Katui, and it's like, um, but it's a very essentialist thinking still. So Katui are like this, like the farmer said, you know, they take good care of the men. Yes. Because <laughs> the women they cheat, and, but also you can't expect anything from the men because they just go out and drink, and that's just how it is, you yes. know. And she was just <laughs> like, yeah, that's life, <laughs> right? Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, Yeah, and what you pointed out, you know, we have like sometimes this image of like ooh, lady boys and so on yeah. um, in in this context, and this is very different because it's in a rural area. They are older, and it's like a very much also a class aspect because something that also comes up is you know like whether they want to have like what they call transformations, so you know mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like uh, like operations and mm-hmm. so on, and um, so they say like some like i think the farmer she's like she would want to but mm-hmm. she can't afford it mm-hmm. and she she kind of suffers from that and then and um, pipette like sort of did some things um she talks about when she when she got her boobs and then she was like <laughs> yes living it up <laughs> she was like they didn't have to flirt with me i'll just do it with anyone <laughs> like, okay <laughs> and you know how it made her feel beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, how that was important but now it's not so important to her anymore because she was like in a in a in an accident yeah. and it sort of fucked up her face and but she got her face fixed i mean i would never have guessed that something happened to her face i actually thought it because you can really? sometimes you can see a little bit of the oh, scars on the scar. underside okay, like yeah. otherwise i wouldn't have guessed it but yeah. I, at one point i thought this looks very familiar to what i've seen on some other person then i yeah. thought hmm, maybe but yeah, yeah. entire right. exterior mm-hmm. yeah and, and then the um Kruma, the teacher she's like you know some people get really obsessed with it and she talks about like you know how she got Her mother didn't love her so much because she didn't give her anything from mm-hmm. her, but her dad loved her so much. He gave her everything. <laughs> so, you know, sort of these ways of thinking about about yeah. this. And yeah. that was very interesting. And they there was a sort of a structure. I think you could tell, like, that the director um, asked all of them the same questions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what was it like growing up? Mm-hmm. And for some, it was okay. For some, mm-hmm. they, they had a little bit more trouble. Um, and then sort of, like, you know, what... Uh, you know relationships and then you know about whether they want to have like a, a female body and also looks sort of like look into the future you know what mm-hmm. what, what can you expect from your life mm-hmm. um yeah so it was interesting but i feel like there you, you the film could have done more to tell the story yes yes right um i think it's just you always get this sort of this small pockets of information mm-hmm. sort of like you get a, a look into one aspect of their life and like one of the most fascinating things I found about the uh, beautician mm-hmm. um, when like because she talks a lot about the exterior and what it means to appear as mm-hmm. a woman and everything and obviously she is there actually like making all these other katuis uh, or uh, women i'm not even sure yeah. um because you don't get that context <laughs> yeah. but it's sort of uh, sometimes it's implied um to make them prettier and how it's a, sort of like how that is such a huge aspect of it 
and then you see her mm-hmm. and she doesn't really care anymore. No, she's <laughs> like, what ifs? <laughs> For her, it's just like making other people, like that is sort of her expression mm-hmm. of her, um, I guess, femininity. Yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. And it's also very interesting because then the way, um, so she sort of uh, makes models beautiful, but mm-hmm. then it's also this very artificial femininity, mm-hmm. right? Because they like powder the entire body um they put on huge wigs and yes. the, the makeup and then like the shoes right there's like these epic heels and then you because they wrap went yes <laughs> like saran wrap around it and it's this very artificial uh, mm-hmm. femininity and it, i thought that was quite interesting yeah yeah and i mean i think it, it, the film's like 76 minutes long or something mm-hmm. and i think for a film that lacks in structure that's probably long enough yeah right yeah. i think it c- could have been slightly shorter with what it did, mm-hmm. but otherwise I enjoyed it. Uh, just sort of like this this um, thing of uh, the the director um, or like the, because there's no narrator, it's just yeah. sort of uh, the director really steps back mm-hmm. and just lets those three women talk yeah. and this is it, like nobody else. If you are uh, unless you know Thai, you don't mm-hmm. get what is happening around them at all. Like, yeah. Uh, well, from from the dialogue, from from dialogue, uh, from <laughs> from them talking because there's no dialogue. No. Yeah. But that was an interesting stylistic choice. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's maybe I think that's one for me. Maybe I think you know people go and see it because they're now like you will learn something new. Definitely. And just, it's like the type of film that we want to support. I don't know. It's like yeah, a small yeah. film. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, I also enjoyed that a lot and. But with reservations yes. in some aspects, but I think it's a worthwhile film to uh, as as an experience and just sort of as a as a learning experience. Yeah, it's not s- necessarily as entertainment. Yes, it's like this. Uh, that's always what you have with documentaries, like right. Yes. The story yes. might be super interesting and like a worthwhile story to tell, mm-hmm. but maybe the film as such doesn't really take advantage, for instance, of the fact that it's a medium film. Or, yeah. 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 Okay, um, then uh, we're going to move on to our gem session where we discuss an older film. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen Suffragette, you know, like, I don't know, if you don't care about spoilers, if you're one of those people, no judgment, yes, judgment, then <laughs> just listen. I feel very judged right now. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, go see it and come back. So you brought this to us, Astrid. You want to introduce yes. it? Yes. <laughs> um, without taking any notes whatsoever. <laughs> no, um, I picked Suffragette. Um, it is a, a 2015 film by written by Abby, Mo- Abby Morgan yeah. Yeah. and directed by Sarah Gavron. It's a British film starring Carrie Mulligan and... <laughs> uh, Ben Wishaw with the worst mustache. <laughs> no, l- more to that later. No, it's about it's about uh, basically uh, the suffragette movement, um, the women of that time, and the struggles they go through to get the women's vote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like we won't spoil whether women <laughs> do they get the <laughs> vote. Who <I> knows? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> no, but. Um, Yes, it's, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, like, uh, on the basis of sex was very saccharine, very uh, toned down, what I mm-hmm. felt, or, like, it, uh, whereas this really shows, um, like, um, 
throws the horrors of sexism mm-hmm. in your face. Obviously, different times and everything, but you get so much like the the times. Physical... By the way, is 1912. <laughs> 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 like slightly less, uh, slightly more than a hundred years ago. So yeah. wow, uh-huh. um, and. No, but you get all the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, the political abuse, and it just gets worse as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah. the more you watch it, the more it sort of leaves a very, a very strong impression on you. Like, it's mm-hmm. sort of like you, the more you watch it, the more you hate the man in the film. Yes, yes. (coughs) So it's like this, um, to situate it a little bit, it's like 1912, and um, the suffragettes have been fighting for the vote for a long time, and they're not getting it. So Emmeline Pankhurst, who's like this legendary suffragette, um, and is played by Meryl Streep in the film, she's like saying, calling for civil disobedience. Like, no more, we want deeds, not words, right? And then... Shit gets real. <laughs> they get real. very radical. Yeah. And um, sort of the film follows Maud, who's played by Carrie Mulligan. Um, she's like a working uh, woman. She works in a laundry. And um, she has a, a child and, 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 a, and a husband. And, you know, she's at the beginning, she's just like, uh, no, that doesn't really interest me. What yes. does this have to do with me? Um, but, you know, then she sort of, um, the parliament is sort of like gathering voices from women, you know, to see if, you know, should they get the vote or not. And then mm-hmm. she has to step in for a friend who can't do it because she was beaten up by her husband. And then she tells her story as a woman who works in a laundry, which is back breaking work and they get scolded and they, they get ill and everything. And um, they work more than the men and they get paid less, less yeah. you know and then she gets home and she still has to take care of the household and everything <coughs> so she realizes that maybe maybe she also could profit from this yeah because um you know the her workplace is also pretty terrible like yeah. the guy who runs it he yes. harasses he yeah uh, all the women and like 12 year old girls and so yeah, on yeah i think it's pretty ex- like yeah very heavily implied that he sexually abuses them so yeah also uh, probably mod because she worked there yeah, from when she was yeah, like 12 or yeah. something or even earlier i yeah. mean there's a there's a point in the film that makes it very not explicit but yeah you know that he did something to her when she was younger exactly and uh but she like gradually gets more and more radicalized. She gets thrown into these situations where she realizes that how, like how she is restricted in her life. Mm-hmm. And the moment they try to fight for more rights, they get beaten down. Which yeah, like, literally. <coughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, right. That's the scene where they, they wait for Lloyd George because he's the one who gathered, he's not prime minister then, he uh, gathered all, all of their voices. And then he's like, yeah, but you're not getting the vote. So they're yeah. protesting and then they get like beaten down by the police, right? Yeah. And the sort of also the the most interesting um, aspect that I found was how it's, well, the interesting, most interesting aspect is just sort of, it works really well how the political struggle is then tied into Maud's personal struggles yeah. with her uh, troubles at home because her husband doesn't like her being a suffragette at all mm-hmm. and uh, he tears um their boy george from her like he doesn't uh, let her see him anymore yeah, and kicks her out <clears throat> yeah yeah and uh sort of when you see these women also like standing up for their rights but also having second thoughts here and there mm-hmm. some of them because they also want a family and they want 
children and so on. Yeah, and it's like the sacrifices sacrifices they have to make make for this. And it's really this, you know, this dictum of like um, the women's or like a femini feminist, uh, I don't know, theory or whatever. It was like the private is political and we really because you see the consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, of this and um, you know when she becomes a suffragette she sort of becomes outcast in her neighborhood and at work yep. and so on because people don't want to get you know don't want to associate with her and so on um, but she sort of becomes more and more entrenched in this and they do more and more radical things um, they start cutting telegraph um, lines they start blowing up um, what do you call it uh, post boxes post boxes yeah whatever yeah so they blow up that shit so it's basically you know they are sort of they are sort of freedom fighters in yeah. a way because mm -hmm. there's also a connection made to the to the struggle for Irish independence because mm -hmm. there's um Donald Gleeson plays no sorry Brendan Gleeson <laughs> plays uh, Inspector Arthur Steed who sort of is tasked with um surveilling the women yeah. right because so the state doesn't want this to mm -hmm. happen so they are enemies of the state basically and they are being surveyed and he's one who also did this for the Irish right mm -hmm. so there's the connection mm -hmm. made that these women are also freedom fighters mm -hmm. in a way and um yeah and they are treated as political prisoners or they want to be treated as political prisoners and mm -hmm. they are not always as such and i thought that was this one very striking image that now um like four years later is very <laughs> striking when they're in the pr in the prison and they're walking around and they're wearing the prison uniform mm -hmm. and it looks like the uniform from the handmaid's tale right i was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so now like okay i see what's see what's, see what's see. happening yeah and you also have like these instances where the women are on hunger strike and then they're mm -hmm. being forced Force fed. fed yes yes and that's very interesting because that's also what happened to women who were like um called hy hysterical and then wouldn't eat and then they had to be force fed so there's this connection made right between like the yeah. hysteria mm -hmm. and the political struggle which i thought was very interesting and it's also a class issue. You see women from all different classes because mm -hmm. Maud is like a mm -hmm. working class woman. Yeah. But they're also middle class women who fight and they all fight together. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I, thought, I thought the entire thing about how how uh, the the aspect of the private and the political and about how they are treated then like because uh, because of their political activities, uh, because of their radical political activities, how they are treated at home and in their neighborhoods. I found it very interesting about how the, that uh, public reception aspect, because you can sort of see a few parallels to the day before <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> um, the women's strike. Yeah, the women's yeah. strike. <laughs> and about how um, there was quite a lot of judgment also in the media uh, towards women that that felt the need to go out on the streets and uh, strike and protest because some people felt that it's not necessary anymore and why would you want that? And uh, a lot of these women obviously were heavily judged. And yeah, the sort of those, those perils, they obviously, I think, I hope, nobody was beaten down no, or forced. No, it was peaceful. <laughs> Hopefully, no, it was peaceful, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just just that that social aspect as well. Not like not not just the 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 fight uh, between the people wanting freedom against the the ruling class in a mm -hmm. sense, but also within the the lower classes. Because as you mentioned earlier, like uh, Maud is then judged by people that are same class as her mm -hmm. and that would also like also by other women mm -hmm. and also when when she gets force fed it's like one man and like three or five or four yeah. women that force feed her and mm -hmm. it's like 
all of that stuff. Yeah, so, it's pretty yeah. terrible. Um, yeah, and it's also about a question of like, how do you get the message across? Because the, the problem they have is like that the media is sort of in cahoots with the state and they don't yeah. really talk about what happened. Like yeah. they blow up Lloyd George's uh, <laughs> holiday home and yeah. there's like one little paragraph about it. So they are thinking about like, how can we reach the mm -hmm. maximum number of people? So what they do is like, there's a horse race and the king is going to be there. So they think, and cameras. So <laughs> they think like, we're going to go there and, you know, unfurl our banner and be like, yay. And and this act, I mean, like, this is true, right? And uh, they did this. And then Emily Davison, she sort of stepped on the track and she got run down by the king's horse and she died. And that was really, I mean, that actually happened. And it yeah. was like one of those things that, really galvanized movement again because then also her funeral was a public funeral and there were thousands of people lining the streets and so on mm -hmm. um yeah and it's like this the question of how far are you willing to go yeah. to what you want to have yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. or to get what you you know you need what you, <laughs> what you need very poetic <laughs> yeah <laughs> now it reminded me uh of one of the conversations that uh mod has with um with the Brendan Gleeson character, yeah. uh, when uh, she points out that uh, this is the only way that that they can fight yeah. because they won't allow any other mm -hmm. other way, and uh, just sort of makes you think if you applied the same thinking to today, <laughs> where that would lead you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> But I thought, uh, like you said, like, you know, you said the longer you watched the film, the more you got, ang the angrier you got. Yeah. And I think this is also a film that was very, it's very, it gets you. At the beginning, it was like, yeah, it's just a period drama and so on. Yeah. And not that I don't like period dramas, but there have, like, there are certain, like, conventions and so on. Yes, and I was like, okay. Formula. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets really emotional. And I was like, yeah. I had, like, tears in my eyes sometimes because I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's so frustrating. I mean, Carrie Mulligan was fantastic. I also loved uh, Helena Bonham Carter yeah. in a role <laughs> in a non-Tim Burton movie. <laughs> yeah, she's like an apothecary, right? Yes. 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 And she's also one of those women who's very involved. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I guess, do you want to like talk about the mustache? mustache. <laughs> 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 ben Wishaw. <laughs> Again, in the film, with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I cannot take it serious. No, because I hadn't, uh, like, I hadn't seen Suffragette in a while. Like, mm -hmm. I had, um, back when I saw it the first time, I fi didn't finish it. Uh, Wait, you didn't finish it? Yeah, it was like, life gets in the way. <laughs> wow, okay, okay. <laughs> and then I finished it now. <laughs> and <laughs> I've forgotten about Ben Wishaw and his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and he recently had one in Mary Poppins Returns too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Wait, that's the same time, isn't it? It's also the suffragette. Yeah, Maybe he was like, I'm gonna be in that other movie as well, just not shave and just be like He just wants to keep his mustache. He just wants to keep his mustache. <laughs> Only suffragette times movies for for him from now on. <laughs> okay. No, but he was he was fine. Like he, he doesn't yeah. get a lot of screen time, but Oh I think... no. My heart weeps for him. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what he gets, he uh, plays a good counterpart to um, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Um, because 
who gives away their child because he's like, I can't take care it, of yeah. a child. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving him up for adoption and she can't do anything about it because he has every right to do yes. that, right? He plays the, the the entitled but actually like a kind of wimpy guy very well. Oh, <laughs> and she's just... She is just so much stronger than him. And yes, and even, still she can't do anything. Yes, but she tries. She tries. And that is worth it. But it's than. ultimately futile. I mean, she doesn't get her son back. No, but... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like, it's not a ooh, happy end <coughs> and so on. No, it's no. like, it tells us, you know, um, like, I think, the because then sort of like World War One interfered and they were mm -hmm. like, okay, we're not going to bomb stuff while we are <laughs> at war. <laughs> and then later, so I think... Diminishing like, returns. Yeah, <laughs> 1920 or so, like women over 35 under certain circumstances got the vote. And then it, uh, later, at some later point, everyone got the vote. Mm. Um, and then there's like this list of countries when women got the vote. And like Switzerland, 1971. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, this <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> what comes afterwards oh I don't know Saudi Arabia is thinking about maybe giving them a vote and you're like oh no <laughs> uh, yes and oh, also kind of yeah we should say like the last women's strike was 1991 here in Switzerland right and that was when the women in the canton of Appenzell like finally got the vote on like on the cantonal level so I'm just like this is you know it's quite embarrassing <laughs> like we were already alive I don't know I, yes, I, yes. You too. Okay, I, I was alive. You yeah. were alive too. So that's not good. No, it's uh, pretty horrible. It's pretty horrible. Yes. But Suffragette, I think, is one for us. Yeah? Yes, yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. Have. Go watch yeah. that, guys. Yes. yes. But also, when I say guys, I mean everyone. <laughs> like women, men, Katuye, whoever you are, go see the film. <laughs> okay. Um, before we finish up here, I mean, you know, like. Is there something you're looking forward to where, like, people, we should look forward to this together? Yes, definitely looking forward to Parasite. Um, I won't attempt to pronounce his name, but it's the director of Snowpiercer. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I feel like <laughs> I don't have to pronounce his name now, and I don't know how I can admit that. <laughs> um, it's uh, about this very poor family who lives in a basement and then one of them through forgery um, sort of manages to become a private tutor at a very um, wealthy family and that then they finally have money and it changes them it sort of it looks like it looks insane it's sort of this tragic comedy uh, very cynic and uh, that is kind of my jam. <laughs> That's your jam. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to The Long Shot, which is by director Jonathan Le Levine? 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 I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. I should have just not said anything. With whatever. He's the guy who did 50-50 the night before Christmas. Or night, wait, the night before and stuff like that. And it's basically, the film is, it's a comedy. It's with um, Charlize Theron, who's Charlotte Field, American Secretary of State. And she's preparing a presidential bid. And she needs a speechwriter. And in comes Fred Florsky, played by Seth Rogen. Yes, it's a great name. Fred Florsky, who's played by Seth Rogen, who is a sort of an out-of-work radical, once again, journalist, whom Charlotte used to babysit for. So she was his babysitter. 
Um, and he, of course, had a crush on her because it's Charlotte Theron and she was his babysitter. The law of babysittering. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so they couldn't be more different, but will they make a great team nonetheless? Okay, spoiler, guys, because I have actually already seen it. It's only coming out in a few weeks, but yes, it's a good film. It's very, very okay. funny. Okay. It's very funny. It has warmth and, you know, they're, they have chemistry and very likable. So I say go see it. They do? They do have <laughs> chemistry. Yes. Seth Rogen has chemistry with someone who isn't called James Franco. <laughs> yes, I know. I was surprised. But I'm like, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> I will watch that film. <laughs> yes, go watch that film. Okay, so... <laughs> Astrid, thank you so much for coming. Thank I you hope for having you me. enjoyed it. Yes. Will you come back at some point if we need you? Do we like do like a bad signal, but it's like an A or something? <laughs> yes, if you have that um, John Wick <laughs> <laughs> special in two years when the fourth one comes out. <laughs> no, uh, I will definitely join again if you guys have a spot for me. Yes. Okay, so that's Astrid Abazi. The double A. I don't know. Should we call you that? Like the double A. No. <laughs> no. no? You just call me by my name. <laughs> just by your name. It's like lame. Do you have like something where people can, I don't know, follow you or something? Um. To promote yourself? No, I should not. Because <laughs> as a public facing figure, I should not. <laughs> okay. Definitely should not follow my private account. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe so, next time. By next time, I have. By next have time, actual, you have like an actual, actual account that the public can know about. Yes, okay, yes. fine. <laughs> and that was it for this episode of the One for You podcast. Um, I have some sad news, guys. The podcast will go on hiatus for a month because it's like summer and there will be like a summer break, y'all. So sorry about that. We'll be back on the 14th of July. Just like jot that down, like right now, Astrid is doing it very well. And, you know, or, you know, to make sure that you don't miss our triumphant return to the podcasting world. I don't know. Subscribe to the podcast right now. Did you do it? Do did, it. Do it. Yes, you did it. Excellent. <laughs> and, you know, while you're at it and you're like on your little podcast, I don't know, app or whatever, like rate us. Give us like five stars, thumbs ups, all the hearts. I don't know. Whatever your app does, do it. Stars. stars. Okay, give us stars. We like stars. We're stars. Yes. Thank you. And if you think you can't handle a separation this long, just hit us up on Twitter or Instagram where we're at one for you pod or send us an email at one for you pod at gmail.com. Here next time. Bye. Bye.